Hello, everybody, and welcome to In the Huddle with me, Michael Phillips, and joining me is Damian Miller. How you doing, Damian? I'm good, but you stole what I was, I was just about to start speaking, and then you just talked. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I did the intro this week. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I feel raped. <laughs> <laughs> I feel naked. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> I, that was. That was Okay. I was literally loading up the like the program, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna fuck with Damien, and I'm gonna say the intro this week. Yeah. No. Why'd you do that? I don't know. <laughs> Caught you off guard. No, it's all good, man. It it saved it saved my voice a little bit. I had a uh, had a little bit of a heated show today, man. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I, I was. I was I was getting a little heated because the MLB just did the uh, whole D'Angelo Williams thing and like started punishing players for wearing like they weren't de- they weren't decorated they were just black. That's why like that's a bad thing. <laughs> it doesn't conform to the uniform standard. <laughs> but I I I wore black cleats. I'm confused. I, wore <laughs> I don't know. It's I, I don't know. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, it is honestly. <laughs> but anyway, how are you? I haven't actually. We actually haven't talked as much lately. <laughs> no, we haven't. It was weird because like you, I texted you earlier today, and I was like, I think this is the first time I've talked to Damien since like Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I, the the thing is, is like so. Okay, so um, because I'm 23 and still a piece of shit, I live at home, and. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm. I still live at home. <laughs> yeah, it's different. You're 18. I'm 23 and should be and should be out on my own. And apparently, because I don't know how to save money, I can't do that. So, uh, we're kind of like cleaning our house because uh, my mom and my stepdad just bought a new house. So, um, we're like going through everything, and I didn't realize how much shit I had. <laughs> Until we had to do this. And now I yeah. realize how much shit that I have and don't need. <laughs> yeah, I went through that like literally this last summer. I'm like, yo, I have too much shit. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But uh, anyway. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, football. I don't, I don't know. You started you start going and I was just like, all right, we'll see how we'll see where this goes. <laughs> uh, football. So, some stuff happened. Yeah. Uh, so, a couple interesting things. The uh, Cardinals are oh, currently no. saying that before Sam Bradford... Too far. Before we get too far, I'm cutting okay. you off. All right. Because I need to know, and our our listeners need to know, are you using your new headset? Uh, yes, I am. Oh, see, there it is. Look at that. Look at that. We're actually going to have good audio quality. Yeah, I know. I, every time I've uploaded an episode, I'm like, this is not good. No, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't at all. <laughs> yeah, it was more like Damien's like, everybody can hear me. This is fine. Michael talks. <laughs> so, you, like, you, like that, you like that guy that trapped in a corner. Things are fine. Everything's yeah. fine. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, All right. Yep. That now 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 you're good. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, couple of things. The uh, Cardinals said that Sam Bradford, as of right now, is their starter, which yes makes sense. But he's gonna get injured before. I don't even know what to say. He's just gonna get injured like right away. Yeah. And um, I think that automatically puts Josh Rosen in as backup. Um, uh, maybe he'll have to fight Mike Lennon for the backup role. Yeah, and and I I, I mean I mean come on, you're gonna beat Mike Lennon, but yeah. <laughs> uh, the fact is, I wouldn't I wouldn't just I uh, I wouldn't put Josh Rosen in there just yet. Like if it's week one and Bradford goes down, I'm throwing in Glennon. I, I would. I yeah. don't. Don't be too anxious to throw 
Josh Rosen in there, Arizona. Like, let him let him get accustomed. As one thing that drives me crazy. Like, yes, we found a diamond in the rough with Carson Wentz. Yes, I get it. There are times that you can get guys to come in, same Jameis Winston. But even then, last year we saw that he that he had regression issues. And Marcus Mariota, he came in and stepped up. Russell Wilson. Like there are times where, yes, you can draft a guy and he can come in and be your franchise guy. Or you have guys like a Vince Young, a Jamarcus Russell. Uh, you you have guys that just need time to get used to the system and get used to playing in the NFL. And I don't think that Josh Rosen is going to have too much difficulty, but it's still going to take time. Give these give these kids a chance to learn and succeed, not fail. Yeah, and. That's how I think all of these quarterbacks that were drafted this year, I think they all need to sit for a minimum of two years. I think Josh Rosen is kind of in a tricky situation because his current uh, mentor in Sam Bradford is, um, you know, fragile as glass. And then Mike Lennon isn't really a starter in this league. So I think he. Yeah. Not only that, but then you have Baker Mayfield in. Cleveland, who is going to start? We know that he's going to start. See, no, they've still said that even right now, Tyrod Taylor is their starter. Mm-hmm. So they, they can say that. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if anything, start start Taylor, and then if they see lack of production, which they probably will, put in Baker Mayfield. I wouldn't start him right away. Let him adjust still, because he's shown that he's having issues adjusting to the offense. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But there's still a long time until even preseason, so. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Josh Rosen could come in and surprise all of us. Yeah. But at the moment, I just, I just don't see it. Um, I, I Honestly, just let Bradford start. Let Tyrod start. Let, let all of these guys that are just drafted learn. And I hate the expectation of a first-round draft pick having to start. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, um. Well, I, I just blanked on what I was trying to say. Uh, speak, it's okay. It happens to the best of us. Speaking of quarterbacks, um, besides this draft, uh, it has been said that – but this has been said by Vance Joseph, obviously, um, from the Broncos, that uh, them having Case Keenum is going to give Paxton Lynch a chance to actually re- relax and learn. Because um, well, th- this is this is my theory. Because Case Keenum, obviously, he's not a young young guy. He's not old, but he's not young. Um, no. Well, I don't know if he'll have the same career he did in Minnesota because it was a one year career, not even a full season, and he was great. But that was a phenomenal offense. So, yeah. Um. But, Small sample size. Yeah. Learning under Case Keenum, though, I think will be good because and we talked about this. I don't remember if it was last episode or the one before that. But the quarterbacks he was learning under were Trevor Simeon and Brock Osweiler. Yeah. So, I mean, um, just, just for the record, Case Keenum is 30. Yeah. So he's not old. No. No, not at all. Um, the The one issue I do have is don't learn too much from case keenum yeah teach yourself <laughs> but like you can relax now because they're more, he's more of a dependable starter than Simeon or uh osweiler absolutely and paxton lynch he's like i like i've said before he has yet to really impress me with anything that i've seen um so it's it's hard for me to just be like, oh, yeah, 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 Paxton Lynch will be able to learn and set the world on fire. No, not not entirely. <laughs> like, it's still Paxton Lynch. Mm-hmm. So take it with a grain of salt. But, yes, I would like to see him relax. But at the same time, will he be able to? Yeah, and that's exactly, yeah, like, 100% kind of my point is that uh, – I don't know if he's definitely a starter. I, he could be a starter. He just needs time to learn because he never really got time to learn. 
Yeah, and that that again, that's what that's where it comes down to is like, was Paxton Lynch a first round pick? I want to say he was. He was. Uh, I think he was like, or late. He was late first round, I believe. I can look that up. Okay, because like what I was going to say is like, even with like you have guys like a Dak Prescott who were forced into the role, and now we've seen who he truly is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's Alex Smith. He, like his comparisons are Alex Smith. Very yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, so like you have guys that just just need to learn, and if you're taking a first round pick, that does not mean that they're NFL ready. That just means that they had a lot of talent in college and a lot of potential. Jamarcus Russell had a lot of potential. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's quarter or that he's professional level ready. Exactly, and that's what these teams need to learn. They're setting these kids up for failure. Well, okay, so. Paxton Lynch, he was rated as the third best quarterback in the 2016 draft behind Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Yeah. And, okay, his stats so far. Let's see here. Yes. Uh, career NFL statistics as 2017, he said 79 pass completions for 128 attempts. Mm-hmm. His completion percentage is 61.7. He has four touchdowns for four interceptions, 792 passing yards. With a QB rating of 76.1, and he was the 26th pick in that first round in 2016. Yeah. Now, he's built almost exactly like Brock, Os- Brock Osweiler. Tall and strong, but not exactly mobile. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's mobile enough. He's mobile enough like an Aaron Rodgers where he can get out when he needs to, but he's not like Lamar Jackson mobile. Yes. Yeah. He's 6'7. And two hundred and forty-four pounds. Okay, yeah, that's that's a big that's a big kid. He, yeah, he's a big. Boy. <laughs> yeah, so the problem is okay. So, like, when you start getting into the six, seven, six, eight uh, range for quarterbacks, yeah, I feel like you're losing some of that mobility and some of that. Um, <sighs> I'm drawing a blank. Um, oh, stability. There you. There it is. Like, yeah, they're very. Uh, I can't even think of the word. Cumbersome at that point. Yeah. Like, granted, that's a quarterback. Now, if you're an offensive lineman, you have a leverage. You can like kind of push down on people and really impose your will. Mm-hmm. At quarterback, you got to be more upright. You got to be. You got to be taller. But when you're that tall, uh, and and being you said what he's six seven, mm-hmm. throwing a bullet pass to somebody who's maybe not maybe five ten, like maybe you're running back, he, you're gonna have some disparage there because you're gonna try to throw it at six seven level. He's only five ten. Yeah, that's a nine inch difference, so, especially if you're throwing it like a lob pass. Like that man's gonna have to yeah, like, run fast. Yeah, you gotta you gotta either take some off of it or hope that your guy could get it. Excuse me. Um and it's it's just hard at that at that height. Like I think my ideal quarterback is six four, six five. You have like it's a couple inches shorter, and people are people are probably like, "Oh God, why are these guys talking about heights among among quarterback?" But it's an important thing. You want a guy that's tall, but you don't want a guy that's too tall. You don't want Yao Ming. Yao Ming has knee issues. I had knee mm-hmm. issues for a long time. So now at six seven, you start getting those knee issues. You start getting the back issues. I'm six one, and I have back issues. Like it, it, it's just it's just the way that your body's made. So Paxton Lynch has a lot to overcome. I I'm rooting for him. I root for everybody outside of the Cowboys <laughs> because everybody deserves a spot. Like, or not everybody deserves a spot, but everybody that has a spot deserves a chance. And I think that he could definitely get, have like a really good chance at being the starter. It's just how much do you give? Like how much do you give for him? Yeah, and, and going back on what you said about how your ideal quarterback is six four six five, your quarterback Carson Wentz is six five. Your yep. su- your Super Bowl savior Nick Foles is six six. 
So exactly, like that makes sense. I mean, obviously, you know, everybody knows this. I'm a Packers fan. Aaron Rodgers, I think he's six foot, six foot one. He's not very tall. Oh, he's six two. No. Yeah. So, like, right there, like that six, like, like I said, that six four, six five range ish. Like, it's enough to he, see over he, the offensive line without towering over uh, your offensive line. Yeah, you're not. You're not Michael Vick. <laughs> yeah. You're not Michael Vick trying to look over the offensive line. And I, I'm going to ask this question because uh, as we talked about, you know, with Twitch streaming and stuff, I did a Twitch stream and I mentioned how you and I, you know, have this and then you and I both, both also have sports shows that we have uh, for uh, Die Hard Sports. Um, yes. There was one of my followers. He was asking me a shit ton of questions and I was like, yo, I'm going to use this for my show tomorrow or uh, my and Damien's podcast. Um, okay. So there's a couple of them here, but th- we'll start with the most interesting one for me. Um, do you think Michael Vick, obviously historic quarterback, sometimes for or for some people historic for the wrong reasons. Um, mm-hmm. But do you think he would have been a completely different quarterback if he threw right-handed? Um... You know what? That's actually a really interesting take on things because it's it's been proven lefties are harder to hit in baseball mm-hmm. because there's there's just not as many. Um, and seeing the ball out of a left-hander's hand is different than seeing a row, and and the ball reacts differently. Um, you know what? I I truly think that he would have had the same career trajectory because he was a run-first quarterback. He he definitely, I think, may have had a little bit more success passing. But even then, like Michael Vick, for as small as he was, Michael Vick had a cannon. Oh, yeah. He could throw that ball fucking far. Yeah, like he could fucking whip it. And he's – it wasn't that he wasn't accurate. It's just he was only accurate on the run. Yeah, and he, wasn't he, was very, he wasn't a pocket passer. No, and like he was the first like true run first quarterback. Now you had Warren Moon who could run, and you had Randall Cunningham who could run, but you didn't have like run first quarterbacks where like I think like his first or second season, I think he had more rushing yards than he had passing yards. Or he had more rushing touchdowns than he had passing touchdowns. It was it was like one of those. Um so like Michael Vick was a run first quarterback. I think he would have had the same career trajectory, maybe a little bit more success passing. But other than that, no, I, I think he would have been about the same because, yes, it's a little differently to throw a ball left-handed than it is right. And I've seen people who throw left-handed and it, the ball reacts differently coming off your hand. Um, but it, it doesn't react enough in football standpoint that it would have made a difference. Well, when I was in school, because uh, we had, you know, I was in it for a couple of years, we'd switch off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously a quarterback would graduate or he was falling out or he got injured. Um, one of the kids, he was our backup QB. Um, because our school was so small, we had one backup quarterback. And after that, it was freaked the fuck out because our JV wasn't good enough. So we had an emergency QB, which was me and being mm. five, seven, not a good idea. So, yeah, uh, our first string guy threw right-handed, perfect, p- perfect pass every time. Left-handed guy, I was running back occasionally doing plays. It was very awkward. I caught the ball, but it was it felt wrong in a we- in a really weird way. Now, see, okay, so, um, I, I think that was more because you weren't used to it. I think exactly. if you're used, I think if you're used to it, like over the course of a season or two or three or however many, he was, um. You, you were a teammate of Mike. I think it really didn't matter. You were seeing the same ball. Yeah, and that's how it was because uh, our first string guy got hurt in week two. By the end of our yeah. very, very short season, uh, no, it, it, it felt fine. But it for the first game, probably first half of the second, I was like, this feels weird because I'm used to it coming from a certain angle and everything. And it's like, this is... Even even practice felt weird, but 
Yeah. It, it's just, it's one of those, like, once, once you're used to somebody, once you're used to somebody throwing a certain way, you, you become used to it. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're mixing it up, it's not exactly easy. Like, cause that could be anybody. Like you could have five right-handed pitchers that throw the exact same style, um, say like an overhead release, same five or five right-handed pitchers throwing the same, like the same kind of style. Either way, they're going to release the ball differently. They're going to, they're going to do something else. Same with football. You know, somebody can throw it. The, you could get five quarterbacks that throw the exact same way, but throw power the way that they, the way that they stand and, and everything like that, anything could throw it off. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it, it's just, it's, it's just who it is. It's just, it, it's what you're used to. So, uh, yeah, I yeah he definitely his he would have the same career trajectory. Uh, I'm pretty sure it would have been a little bit different though with the right-handedness, but uh, not by much. Not by much, exactly. And that's what I said. Uh, next, there's a, quite a few questions here actually. Um, okay. So I answered this one, and I I I want this a very short answer because I answered it within ten seconds, and the, <laughs> I, I was very confused by why he even asked it. But can Lamar Jackson beat out Joe Flacco this year? This year? Yeah. Hell no. No way. Exactly. And that's what I said. I said no because one, he's not ready to be a to like take snaps from under center. No. Uh and then <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And then also I said uh I said to the guy that I was watching like Baltimore has a massive contract with Joe Flacco. They're not going to have him sit the next two years, regardless of how good Lamar Jackson is. They'll have him, you know, they'll see how he is after a year of sitting under Joe Flacco and back out of that contract if they can. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, I, I said hell no. They're going to start him until they can't start him anymore. Exactly. <laughs> And yeah, I, I answered that within ten seconds, and the guy was like, "Well, that was quick." But <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's quick when it's obvious. Yes, um, I kind of laughed when dick, I but <laughs> yeah, I, I laughed when I read this, and he was just kind of feeding me questions, you know, to just keep me talking, whatever. Um, yeah, I kind of laughed at this one when I read it out loud because it felt unnatural reading this. But are the Jaguars Super Bowl ready if Blake Bortles plays at an elite level? Well, that would require Blake Bortles to become elite. Exactly. That, those, those. I'm not even kidding. Those were my exact same words. I said that would require Blake Bortles being elite. Yeah, like Blake Bortles, he's good. He's good enough to be a starter. Yeah, he's serviceable. But I mean, like he hasn't had an elite season. Yeah, he's, it's, he's not a Carson Wentz or an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady. But he gets the Dobjun. Yeah. The Dobjun? Oh, my God. The Dobjun. Yeah, exactly. He gets the Dobjun. <laughs> Jesus, how much have you had to drink today? None. I've had lack of sleep. <laughs> well, join the club on that one. So, last year, here, I just pulled it up. Last year was his best year by far outside of yard yardage totals. Um, so... He had a 60% completion percentage, 60.2 to be exact, 3,687 yards passing, 21 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, which is the lowest of his career, and 84.7 rating. So, um, first off, you have to get those interception numbers under 10. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Second, you got to get about uh, 10 to 12 more touchdowns and about – 350 more yards. Like, I think you're only elite if you're throwing 4,000 yards over 30 touchdowns and less than 10 interceptions. Yeah. Um, no, I, I kind of answered right away with this one too. I'm like, yeah, that would require him to be elite. And plus, the Jaguars lost two of their best wide receivers this offseason. They lost some of their yeah. defense. It's, they're not going to be the same team. No, they're not. And, I've said it before. If given the chance in Jacksonville with the team that they had last year, Chad Henney would have been the better option, hands down. 
Um, so I like Bortles. I like to watch Bortles, but there are mm-hmm. some decisions with Blake Bortles and his, what this is going to be his fifth year that you just look at him. And you're like, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. He, <laughs> he has problem with decision-making. Yes, very much so. And he, his, his mentality just isn't mature enough yet to be a elite NFL quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to, okay. Uh, we already answered this one, so you can just give like a, one to five word answer is very very short. Was Baker Mayfield the right pick for the Browns? Was Baker Mayfield the right pick for the Browns? Yes. <sighs> yes and no. That's exactly <laughs> what I said, and then I I went into detail, even though I we've done that before because we talked about it. Um, yeah, we talked about it in long form a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't, I don't think we really need to. No, we're not going to hit back on it, but yeah. Um, yes, and no is exactly the answer I gave. Um, uh, this one, okay. There's, there's three more or four more here. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Browns playoff team this year. I said best uh, scenario they get a wild card, but even then. Very, very low chance of that happening. Mm, the Browns making the playoffs of this year? Yes. No. I don't even see them making a wild card. I see them going maybe 5-11, 4-12, like 4-6 to six wins. Um, because I think that they're they're making the right moves. They're just not there yet. And that, that's what kind of my point was. I said, best scenario, they have a miracle year and make a wild card spot. They're not going to be a playoff, early playoff team. You know what I mean? They're not going to start they, they, even eight and eight or eight and oh or something like that. Yeah, like they would have to like. Hmm. I, just, I don't even see them making a wild card. Like, the only way that I could see them making it is if Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cincinnati all fall flat on their face and they win the division at 7-9, and kind of like the Seahawks did. Yeah, exactly. That's the only way I could see them winning it other than or making it into the playoffs. Other than that, I, don't, I do not at all see the Browns making it. Okay, adding on to that question, do you see them making the playoffs within the next four to five, year, uh, four to five years? As long as they now, I have a caveat. Yes, as long as they keep the same front office, okay, and the same quarterback. If if they can start being a normal football team and not just firing everybody all of a sudden, I think they can. They have a lot of talent there, but they need to just they need to keep things together. Yeah, exactly. Um. These next couple of questions, uh, we'll probably we could probably fire th- or like you know fire through these next rapid couple fire. of ones. Yeah, rapid <laughs> fire. Uh, Rams, um, one of the top four Super Bowl favorites. If Goff takes the next step, um, for the NFC, I'd say next year NFC favorites for the Super Bowl. This is obviously pre. This is way before preseason. Obviously, is I think it's going to come down to the Rams and Eagles for the final two. Yeah, I I think so too. I agree with that. Um, the only ones that I could see really making an impact, Seattle maybe. Um, Seattle. But, uh, I. I. Dude, it's Pete Carroll. I can't count them out. And I could maybe sure. see like uh maybe a Niners. Yeah, that's the only other one I could think of for that division. Yeah, like um Niners I think are gonna start coming back around to being a really, really good team. Um outside of that, the NFC's pretty much I, I and this isn't just a bias either. I think it's going to be run by the Rams and the Eagles for the next five years. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, two more questions. The last one I th- I'm just going to say because it's not obviously directly football news. Um, Giants wild card? Question mark. 
I'm going to go with no. Yeah, I said no. I said that I think they'll have a good season compared to last year because there's obviously not much room to go but up. So Yeah, you can only go up from a 2-12 and record, really, unless you go winless. Um, they'll be 6-10. and I don't I, – that defense still is – oh, shit. Um, that offensive line, there's still no real fixing it. Um, as of as of current, there's like nothing that they have shown that they have fixed. Um, so Saquon's going to run into a wall of defenders this year, and it's unfortunate. Um, I just don't I, I don't see it. Um, OBJ can only do so much. And Eli's getting old, so that, those are I basically said I'm like, well, always like obviously they had a great uh, offensive line pick in the draft this year. I believe it was Will Hernandez. Um, yes, but just, and I said this because he said, what about Saquon? I said, just because they picked up Saquon doesn't mean he's going to take that team to the playoffs. Obviously he's going to have to put the team on his back quite literally. Um, and kind of loaded off to Odell a little bit, but other than that, like Eli has shown a serious lack of production and, He's getting up there in age. Their offensive line is trash. I hope Hernandez ends up being pretty good. At least someone up there will be. Um, the receiving core, I mean, Sterling Shepard is pretty good. He's not great, but he's a good receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. But I had to explain in depth that Saquon, just because you got the best running back in the draft, doesn't mean that you're going to be a playoff team the next year. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. They got the best running back in that they draft. They had the best running back. They have the Best running back in the draft, arguably the best running back in the league, sitting behind uh, at that time the best offensive line, they and they the still they made it to the playoffs, but they still got knocked out in the second round. Why? Because the Packers are better than the Cowboys. <laughs> well, that too. But not only that, they also just—it's inexperience. It's just exactly. inexperience, and Zeke. Zeke couldn't do it all. We saw it last year. They were three and three before suspension kicked in. Mm-hmm. You can you can't put everything on a running back. You can't put anything everything on a wide receiver. The only person that gets everything thrown at them is the quarterback. And the only reason that is is because he's the play caller. He's the guy. He is your he is your coach on the field, pretty much. Like exactly, he is the closest thing you're going to find to a player coach in any sport. Period. That unless you have a legit player coach, like the quarterback takes all the brunt because he is the team leader. Same with a middle linebacker is going to take all of the brunt of the defense because he is your team leader, pretty much. So exactly, you you need to have a franchise quarterback. Eli is not that. Eli got to the playoffs because of defense alone. That's the only reason that he has two Super Bowls. And for some miracle reason, he outplayed Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, which, again, Nick Foles really didn't outplay him, but he was on the winning team. Um, by the way, let's just always remember this, that the NFC East apparently has Tom Brady's number because we're 3-1 and one. Uh, <laughs> in Super Bowls. Um, but... <sighs> Saquon's going to be a great addition when you get him an offensive line that he can run with. Yeah, but you can't you can't expect you can't expect the playoffs off of one guy. Not it's just not going to happen. No, unless you're Aaron Rodgers. Exactly, because that team was a god. I don't even want to talk about it. Anyway, it's not even a was. That team is still a dumpster fire. Yeah, I hope that. Some of the they, okay, the Packers had a great draft this year. Yeah, they they can have a good draft. I know that that's coach, why I'm hoping your coaching staff. Time. Your coaching staff is. Uh, we got a new defensive coordinator. We got uh, a new okay. GM. Obviously, Mike McCarthy is Mike McCarthy, but um, okay. Keep keep talking. You're still yeah. not convincing me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's this last one, buddy? Uh, okay, so obviously Shaquem Griffin, we talked about him a lot. 
uh, mm-hmm. missing the one hand, got drafted by the Seahawks. Going to play. He's going to play with his brother. What do you think Madden is going to do with the whole hand situation? Well, he wears he. It's a hand. I mean, they have Jason Pierre-Paul, right? I do believe. I think he only has like eight fingers. So just, just decapitate the hand, like. Decapitate the hand. Well, I mean, like uh, that's the uh, no offense to the Griffin family, but like that's the best way that Madden can do it. Just don't put the freaking hand in. Well, no, and I think that's what they want. That's what they want because I think we're catching stats twenty and and uh, well, even no, because he made great interceptions when he was at UCF. Yeah, put his catching ability at twenty. Put his spec catch at (laughs) eighty-five. Yeah, but I, I'm saying like I'm saying player animation wise, not like stats. Um. Yeah. I, I just model him. At, model it after him. Like just just don't include the hand. Yeah. And don't I, try to. Don't try to force the whole. Oh well, we can't. I know you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it just just don't just don't put the hand in. And I think that's what exactly what people want. Yeah, make him who he is. Don't try to make him somebody he's not. Like, don't try to Damien this. Because I definitely do not make my created player who I am. Well, obviously, who... I mean, actually, I did. I made him my height and my weight. And... Oh, I made him my height and my weight. But I guarantee I don't have a 99 throwing power. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> well, don't just don't do that. Don't Damien the situation. Yeah, don't make, make him a great god. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what I said because I feel like there'd be a major uproar if they gave him two hands because they didn't want to take the time. Yeah, it's actually it's less time. It's one less hand. Well, no, because how they do it is they have motion capture. Yeah, motion capture actors, and they just make copies basically. Well, get somebody that doesn't have a hand. Or just have Shaquem Griffin come in for, like, a day. That, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure he would be more than willing to do it. I mean, shit. EA Sports calls me, and they're like, oh, hey, we need you to motion capture yourself for a video game. I'd be like, fuck yeah, because, one, I've never seen a paycheck that big in my life. Two, <laughs> I don't know what sport you need me to do, but I'll do it. And three, uh, duh, I'm an EA Sports video game. Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. Well, there's a YouTuber. He's a big MLB uh, YouTuber. Uh, that he was contacted by the company, and he they they put him in the game. Yeah. See, exactly. That's why you and I need to get on YouTube. So that way, I could like motion capture for Call of Duty. <sighs> I don't even know what game I want to motion capture for. Yeah, let's do that. Like, what are your what are like, some games that you want to motion capture for? We're getting- Way off the football discussion now. I don't even know, man. Uh, obviously, a sports game would be cool because then I'd like be like, "Hey, I'm actually in this game." It even the fucking looks like me. Um, yeah. Jeez, I don't uh, even know. I'd love to. I'd love to motion capture for Call of Duty. Like that would be so cool. Yeah, I'm probably yeah, probably a game like that. <sighs> what other game? Like what? Like. What type of game? Let's put it that way. Like, I'd love the motion capture for like an RPG that's based in like, like Skyrim. Like, no, I I got it. What's that? Assassin's Creed. Yeah, as long as they're motion capturing that leap of faith, because I just want to see you do it. (laughs) You're like, I want to see you jump. Yes. (laughs) I'd be like, do a backflip this time. Anyway, one more football question quick. Uh, it's not from uh, the guy that was in my chat, but it was just something I uh, saw, and I tweeted about it. You might have seen it. I, um, I don't know. I literally haven't been on Twitter in a long time. Okay. <laughs> if, if you could bring back one former player for your favorite NFL team, who would it be and why? Ah uh, yes, I did see this one. Um, 
because you said I saw who you said, and I'll let you reveal that one. Who could I? Who would I bring back, and why? I mean, you could also pick this player because he was also on your team. Yeah, but I'm trying to go for players that weren't on my team. <laughs> oh, um, I see. I did it from the perspective of like that was already on the team. Okay. But I mean, if I could go any like football player of all time based on my team's current state, fuck. Uh, you know what? No, let's stick with the parameters you have because then we would have okay. went down way too deep of a wormhole. Yeah. I know exactly. I know exactly who I would do it if it was like somebody that played for our team, and and that's Brian Dawkins. I I see. I thought about that too when uh, I was like, I'm gonna ask this on the show. I'm like, guaranteed he's gonna say Brian Dawkins. Like I didn't even think about it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's Brian Dawkins without a doubt, especially – oh, my God. I wish – I wish that he would have been playing last year when we won the Super Bowl because you know what? That guy dedicated so much. He didn't want to go to Denver. He didn't want to do that. It was something yeah. that the Eagles did for him, and, and it, it was so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, he's my favorite Eagle of all time. I love Brian Dawkins. And he just – the way that he played the game was so physical and so – like he gave 100% every single time. Not like the cliche, oh, yeah, I go out there and give it my all. No. This guy – He goes out there and gives it everybody's all. Yeah, like he encompassed, encompassed excuse me, the epitome of team spirit and loyalty. And this guy was just – so fucking good. <laughs> I, I have his stats up here. Can we just acknowledge this? Okay. Yes. In his... Any moment that we can praise Brian Dawkins <laughs> is a moment that is good in my book. In his career from 96 to 2011, great length of career, by the way. We'll just yeah. point that out. Um, He had 1,131 tackles. Mm-hmm. 26 sacks. This is for his mm-hmm. safety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 37 forced fumbles, 16 fumble recoveries, 37 interceptions, and four touchdowns. Yeah. Brian Dawkins is fucking legit. In 2002, I, I, I've seen this stat multiple times and it still makes me smile. Against the Houston Texans, he was the first player to record a sack, an interception, a forced fumble, and a touchdown reception. In a single game. Yes. He was God. Yes. Brian Dawkins was one of the best players to ever lace up and play in the NFL. And he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And, okay. Uh, in 2004, and this is kind of like a sore subject, you know, you being an Eagles fan. After Shut three up. different championship defeats with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Eagles finally advance to the Super Bowl after yep. beating the Falcons. And then McChoke happened. Yes. But in that championship game versus the Falcons, Dawkins had a major role. He intercepted Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. And he laid a massive hit on the Falcons tight end. And I'm not going to try to say his name. Yeah. Elgerdon Darius Crumpler. Yep. It's it's Algie Crumpler. Yeah, Algie Crumpler. Best name of all time. Yes. But, um sadly, and I think Brian, Brian Dawkins, like uh in Antonio Gates, is one of those players that should have seen more than one Super Bowl. Well, Antonio Gates hasn't even seen one. Yes. But um Dawkins should have won Dawkins should have won as many as Brady yes. because he's in my opinion, he's a better athlete than Brady ever could be, and you know, it, it, it. And he's a better person than Brady ever could be too, and that's what that's what upsets me. But you don't make it to the Super Bowl in character; you make it to the Super Bowl because your coach pays somebody to spy on the LA Rams. Um, and he retired in a good way. He didn't retire because he was getting old, and because he or because there was a falling out or whatever, he retired because he wanted to stay healthy, mm-hmm. which is smart. 
Yeah, he he did it the right way. He said, you know what, I'm at the peak of my career. I'm not going to get any better, and I'm I'm done. And you know what, I re- I respected his decision then, and I respect it even more now because you know what, I get to watch him all the time on Sports Center. Exactly, and he's he's one of those players that, regardless if you're a Cowboys fan, even though Cowboys fans are exclusively assholes. Yes. Well, no, the- no. Cowboys fans are exclusively assholes. I work with a Cowboys fan who's actually a decent person. Uh, it's actually true. One of my good friends, one of his friends is a Cowboys fan. He's one of the nicest people I know. <laughs> but Just the Cowboys suck. But yes. it's, he has the Derek Jeter syndrome. You know, it, it's yes, he was an Eagle. And yes, you were a Cowboys fan. But at the end of the day, when he said that he retired, you respected the shit out of him because he he played the game as hard as he could and as clean as he could. And it's the same as Derek Jeter. When he retired, Red Sox fans applauded him. Exactly. He's one of those players that you can't help but like. Like, exactly. Uh, you're an Eagles fan. You hate the Cowboys, but you still respect Jason Witten a fuck ton. Absolutely. And no matter how much I don't like the Bears, I loved watching Brian Urlacher play. Exactly. We all have that one player or two or three that you find from an opposing team that you're just like, yeah, I respect you, man. Like, you have my respect. Like, I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, Mm -hmm. Steelers and Cowboys playing each other is a nightmare for me. The only thing worse is when the Cowboys play the Patriots. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, But I still love Troy Palomalu. 100%. And currently love Juju Smith-Schuster. He's, okay, he's everybody's, like, favorite. Like, he's the internet's favorite football player, I think. Yeah, because, well, yeah, he partners up with Ninja all the time. Yeah. Um, okay, so he partners up with Ninja. And then um, somebody, I think Juju, I think it was him. Somebody stole his bike. Yes. Like, a while, like, this is a while, it was an old meme. But somebody stole his bike, and there was a whole trend like bring Juju his bike back. And yes. It was like the number one trending thing on Twitter for like a week. They brought his bike back. <laughs> he got his bike back. Like everybody not only loves that, Juju Smith-Schuster. Not only that, then then he took out the freaking dirtiest player in the game, Vontez Perfect, and posted on him like he. he okay, he, he fucked him up. Yeah, you damn right. And then he just stood there like, "Bitch, I own your ass." Yeah. Well, because I think earlier in that game, Vontez Perfect had a really shitty hit on uh, Antonio Brown. It was earlier in the season. Earlier in the season, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was just great. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was uh, like it was like don't fuck with my receiver or whatever. Yeah, he he's the epitome. Okay, and another Steeler that I love. He's the epitome of Heinz Ward. Okay, thank you. Heinz Ward is another one of those players that you can't help but respect. Yep. You know, there, unless, there's there unless are you're players uh, like that now. Unless you're a Ravens fan, then you really don't respect him. But well, yeah, <laughs> but, like <laughs> okay, but like now, say you know, uh, I don't know. Say right now, a lot of these great quarterbacks that are Hall of Famers are going to be Hall of Famers were to retire. Tom Brady, I'm still going to have respect for because he's played the game well, but he's a cocky asshole. Uh, I don't know about respect, but I'll acknowledge. Uh, it, that's what I'm saying. I'll respect him uh, in the fact that he gets my acknowledgement. <laughs> yeah, like he gets my acknowledgement. Like, yeah, you have the best stats, but you're also a prissy little bitch boy. Yeah, exactly. And, like the person I respect on that team the most is Gronkowski. <laughs> I'd say Julian Edelman for me. Uh, I don't like Julian Edelman. Gronk, oh, Gronk's it's up there. Face. It's his face. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't like Julian Edelman. I, it's probably because he's hosed us way too many times, and he's crushed the dreams of a Patriots hater way too many times. Yeah, that's true. Right. Um, okay, but anyway, Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, I'm gonna have mad respect for the guy because look who. Well, look what the team that he stuck around with. Yes, but. Say you're a Falcons fan, and I know this is a weird mindset to get into, right? Mm-hmm. No, I say like the Falcons. I know, but say you're a diehard Falcons fan, and Drew Brees retires right now. You respect him. 
you're going to respect the shit out of that guy because one, he's a, he's a never really been in trouble. No. He went out there, played the game, did it phenomenally, especially for all the doubts that people had because of his height. Yep. And he's a major family man. Yeah. He didn't let the fame get to his head. He won Walter Payton Award, didn't he? Yeah, he he won the Walter Payton Award for Man of the Year in 2006. So anytime you win the Walter Payton Award, as long as you don't fuck up, you're fine in my book. (laughs) Exactly. And there's some Walter Payton Award winners that uh, I'm like, do they really deserve that? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like we'll go back a couple of years. Twenty seventeen, JJ Watt. Yep. All this, all the stuff that he's done and who he is as a person definitely deserved it, right? Oh, absolutely. Eli he, Manning he last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't hear anything bad out of him. Well, I guess there was two. I don't know if it's like a runner-up type deal or whatever. It was, it was, a, like. t- it was a tie in voting. Oh. Uh, and then Larry Fitz was the other one for twenty sixteen. Twenty fifteen, Anquan Bolden. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 2014, Thomas Davis. Okay. <laughs> See, some of these are like, all right. Yeah. 2013, Charles Tillman. Yeah. He's not 2012, terrible. Yeah, 2012, Jason Witten. Yep. 2011, Matt Burke. Yep, never heard of him. The same. 2010, Madhu Williams. Yep, never heard of him. He's even on the Vikings, and I've never heard of him. 2009, Brian Waters. Yeah, he's a good dude. 20... He was always like one of my first offensive linemen that I tried to get in all the NFL games. Yeah. Did I ever say tw- Did I just say 29? Yep. Okay. 2008, <laughs> uh, Kurt Warner. Yeah, decent dude. 2007, Jason Taylor. Decent dude. I'm just going to go back to 2000 because then after... Well, I suppose you, Derek Brooks, Chris Carter, and Dan Marino, and Troy Aikman are ones that people will know. Yeah, but they're not yeah. exactly like all-star. Like, calib- like it's not like they, they matter now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2006 is Ladanian Tomlinson. Obviously, that's... Suspect. <laughs> uh, another tie with Drew Brees in 2006. Yep. 2005 was Peyton Manning when he was still on the, on the Colts. Uh, 2004 is Work Done. Yep. 2003, Will Shields. Yep. 2002, Troy Vincent. Yeah, my boy. And 2001, Jerome the Bus Bettis. Yeah. Yeah, like Before, most of the time you have, you have good guys like that, but then you have guys that are like a, a, a junior sayout. <laughs> exactly. And I was just going to say that because I saw his name. Yeah, like, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, but I mean... Uh... But, eh, I'm going to speak ill of the dead. <laughs> well, it's not really speaking ill of the dead. It's, it's we just, we know, we know who he was, and uh, you can't predict that when you're, when you're voting for this kind of stuff, and I mean, 94 is a different time. I know that's not really an excuse, but it is. It was a different time for some um, of the stuff. And just, yeah. So this award, I believe, changed to the Walter Payton Award in 78 or 77, right? Yes. Oh, that's and when I they did... made it. Well, actually, it started in 1970. Okay. But they changed the name in 77. Because guess who won it in 77? Walter Payton? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Good dude. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we got really sidetracked. So your pick would be Brian Dawkins. I didn't even say mine. Mine would be no, you did. White. Yeah, obviously. Um, because if we were to go any player to be on this team, like in their prime. Yeah. I mean, I go Troy Polamalu because look at my the Packers secondary. Well, yeah. Like, you guys don't really have anybody that has come out good of your secondary in a while. And, yes, Troy Palomalu. Well, we have HaHa Clinton Dix. That's about it. I love that name. I love that player. <laughs> Along yeah, with Clint, that name. 
great player, but his name just just makes me giggle. Well, because of the Clinton Dix, and then his nickname is Ha Ha. So yeah, yeah, it's like Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Yeah, uh, you don't you don't hear the Clint, you hear the Clint. <laughs> Clinton Dix. Yes. Clinton Dix. Uh, <laughs> wrapping it up here, um, because we're almost at an hour, uh. So, obviously, Mark Ingram was suspended for the first four games of the season. He's appealing. I know he is appealing, but I don't know how that's going to go. But based on... At least he's appealing before the season starts. Exactly. (laughs) But based on the current status, um, the Saints are still saying that they won't lean on Kamara as much as expected. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's <laughs> Did you bullshit see because you see how you saw his offensive production last year, right? Like, come on, exactly. Um, but Sean Payton, and this kind of made me laugh because do you remember last year when it was a big deal that the Saints got Adrian Peterson? Yes, and then he got traded to the Cardinals anyway. Yeah, because they he didn't fit the scheme at all. Sean Payton said he would absolutely consider Adrian Peterson if the Saints elect to add a veteran running back while Mark Ingram is uh, suspended. Ugh. Why do they need... I understand the duo running back system works and it's been proven with uh, the Saints and with the Falcons. And Eagles. And the <laughs> Eagles. But do you really need Adrian Peterson that bad? Like, you have... Evelyn Camaro, he was a, a ma- he had an amazing rookie year. Here's he was even okay. better. So here's what I think it is: it's you're not hiring Adrian Peterson for his ability; you're hiring it for the name and for the jerseys, because people exactly. will buy that jersey. You'll have your casual fans that aren't listening to our podcast or like that don't know enough about football or something like that. They're just like, oh, Adrian Peterson, I know that name. Yeah, he plays for our team now. I'm going to buy that jersey. Exactly. It's the same, it's the same as, as, as in the world I come from, professional wrestling. It's the same thing. There are guys like me that like started out as like really, really in-tune fans that don't believe everything on the TV, that know it's scripted, that know that there's stuff that happens behind the scenes and pay attention to how everything's laid out and stuff like that, that go to independent shows and stuff like that. And then you have your WWE fans who are just like, oh, this new guy's cool because he's big and strong. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, vote. you can root for him and that's big name. But I'm going to root for the guy that uh, came from a D2 school and didn't really have the best uh, prospects but can kick some ass. Like a Corey Clement for the Eagles, same thing. You know, he was an undrafted free agent. Now he's one of the starting running backs. (laughs) Yeah, he's a great player. I I love Corey Clement. Oh, dude, I saw him in the preseason. I was like, if we cut him, I'm going to be fucking furious. I was like, because this dude just laid out a middle linebacker. And I was like, let's fucking go. And he went (laughs) off during the Super Bowl. Yes, he was great. Corey Clement was a great addition, and I'm so glad that we have him. But um, don't bring in Adrian Peterson just to sell merchandise. Bring in Adrian Peterson because there's a role there. But there's not a role there, so don't bring him in. Okay, when I heard Adrian Peterson got traded to the Cardinals because of David Johnson getting hurt, uh, it made sense. Exactly. And he went off his first game. Like, everybody's like, holy shit, maybe he has a career still left in him. He and doesn't, but... <laughs> after that, he just... Nothing. There was nothing after that first game. And he's out here... He's healthy right now. He's out here yeah. trying to say that he's still the best running back. Yeah, I mean, listen. He has talent, but it's just not enough. And he's he's just old. He needs to accept the fact that like once you leave that tw- age twenty eight twenty nine season, you hit your thirties. Mm-hmm. Slow down. That's a thing that happens. It is a lot. Proven. A lot of NFL players slow down at thirty. Yeah, unless you're Tom Brady and unless you're Peyton Manning, that's you got to have the right body set. Like after after age twenty seven twenty eight, you're out of your prime. <laughs> Madden makes your player decline after 28 for a specific reason. Yes, <laughs> because it's proven that you start to decline. Exactly. 
But uh, any final thoughts for you, sir? Uh, I don't really have too much. Uh, I guess one thing I'm excited for this year is fantasy football because so much shit has happened this offseason. It'll be an interesting year for fantasy. If right now, and this is my final question before we wrap it up, if you right now had to pick a defense based off of the offseason moves, and I kind of know your answer already, for fantasy, who would you pick? Oh, I'm taking the Rams. Exactly. <laughs> now, yeah, I, I, I'd go Rams 100%. No, say the Rams are gone. Who is your second choice? Eagles. See, I was thinking Eagles, and it's probably still going to be Eagles. I mean, I have to watch some workouts and obviously preseason, but preseason's kind of a not, it's not proven. Like nothing matters. Yeah, nothing really matters. It's just entertainment and letting the rookies play. Yeah, I but, would I would go Eagles. Um Eagles or you know what? Even even the Jaguars. Jaguars have a good defense. Um definitely not gonna be New England. <laughs> definitely not gonna be basically any team that has a rotational defense where if their starter guy is tired and their second guy steps up and the guy replacing their second guy is great, that's your go to. Um, it's funny because I was having a conversation with my supervisor at work and, um, he's also an Eagles fan and we had signed, um, I think we have six running backs on the team currently. Um, yes, you do. Yeah. We signed Matt, uh, Matt Jones and we're also hosting Terrence, uh, Terrence West, which entertains the living hell out of me. Um, (laughs) and we picked up drafted free agent and we also have, uh, Pumphrey, uh, Smallwood, Clement. JHI, <laughs> like we have so many running backs. Um, I was like, you know what's going to happen? We're only hiring these running backs is because we're going to Golden State Warrior the NFL, and we're just going to put all running backs on the offensive line and basically just avoid the defensive line and get to the linebackers. <laughs> it's actually a great comparison. Like that's it is. It is. And that's, it was meant as a joke, but then I thought about it, and I'm like, you know, if somehow that would work, <laughs> yeah, like if somehow that would work, that'd be some re- like that'd be actually kind of funny. Yes, but the thing is, what's what's happening now is the NFL is going to a non-marathon league, and what I mean by that is, you're not expecting all your players to play the whole game. Back in the 90s, early 2000s, you were expecting your players to play the whole game, all 40 or 60 minutes. I was stuck in the NFL mi- or the NBA mindset and tried to say 48 minutes. That's wrong. Um, <laughs> you're, you're expecting your team to play the whole 60, and you can't. So now you have these rotational defenses. Well, now your team's taking half the snaps, really. But you're having high-quality players on all rotations. They're switching to more of like a hockey format. And I like it. It keeps the game moving and it keeps it fast paced and it keeps it at a high level to where the fourth quarter comes around. You're not in a nine, six game and you're only running the ball three yards because your freaking offense is tired. Yeah. Cause nobody wants to watch a running back who was explosive in the first half still have to be the number one guy. Obviously he's still gonna be the number one guy, but what I'm saying is, is that he's going to play every down and then mm-hmm. Uh, come in in the fourth quarter and you expect him to just break free for a 90-yard touchdown? No. Nobody wants yeah, to see that. It's not going to happen either. No. So, but yeah, um, if you have a rotational defense, you're set up to succeed for the next five to ten years. Exactly. And even if you somehow sadly lose one of your best guys, you got a backup that is almost as good as him and he can come in and get better. Exactly. So, with that, uh, I'll let you say the outro since I kind of violated yes. your presence today. Yeah, asshole. Um, <laughs> we are on Twitter at It's Michael P and at Damien underscore Miller. Um, you can reach us on there. You can also find all of our gamer tags in the description um, as well because we are also college students, so we like to game and 
don't forget to listen to our shows every Wednesday. You have Michael doing his show under center at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Um, you can also listen to mine every Sunday. Uh, it's a baseball radio show called On Deck with Damian Miller, and you can listen to that at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Sundays. Uh, we are on the Mixler app, part of the Die Hard Sports family. All you have to do is go uh, on to Mixler, make your account, and follow Die Hard Sports. You will get notified when any of our shows go up, including the Die Hard Sports show, uh, On Deck, Under Center, Bragging Rights. We have a whole slew of sports, so, sports shows on there, um, so make sure you check us out uh, on there as well. Uh, we are on Anchor Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and Pocket Cast. Uh, wherever you want to download your favorite podcast, we're still trying to get other places that will host us as well. Um, also, don't forget that if you need to advertise, you can email me at damien.miller13 at gmail.com. We can always use a little bit of ad revenue money as well, and we can try to send people your way. Um, so if you're looking to advertise, you can advertise with us. We are a great launching point for small businesses and everything. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, until then, uh, we will see you guys. I-, I always forget we record these on Sundays, so we will see you guys next Monday. Monday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We record. On Sunday. Record on Sunday, release on Monday. <laughs> yes. So we see you guys next Monday uh, to talk about anything else football. Well, I shouldn't say football related. Anything else, mainly football, and then whatever else we think about, basically. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much what's ever coming off of our head. Yep. So until then, uh, I'm Michael, and that's Damien. And yeah, we will and we will see, see you guys next week. <laughs> Next, yeah, next week. (laughs) Bye.